0: Welcome to episode 67 of With Heart and Wonder. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am delighted, as always, to have you here with us sharing in this episode. In today's episode, I'm joined by Dana LaVoie from Making Menopause Easy. Dana is a herbalist and an acupuncturist with over 20 years in women's health. And before we dive into the episode today, I wanted to share two things with you. The first is that the languaging in both Western medicine and alternative medicine field still often includes women's health (laughs) and these are terms that i feel like are going to start to change in the coming years um but when we're talking about women's health if you are someone who doesn't identify with that gender but you still have female sex hormones i want you to know (laughs) that you are absolutely still included in in this episode and, and may find some of the information quite useful And the second thing I wanted to share is that if you started listening to this episode and then went like, oh, I am nowhere near menopause, or I'm way past menopause, this episode is not for me, you will be absolutely surprised and delighted by how much of this information um, is so useful and applicable. I learned so much and this concept that Dana talks about of healthy aging is one that is so potent and empowering. Let's dive in. Dana, welcome to With Heart and Wonder. I truly can't tell you how excited I am to have you here today and for this conversation.
1: Same here, Megan. I have been looking forward to this so much. I love the podcast and I'm really excited to be a part of it.
0: Well, what a gift to have you here today. And um, when you you first reached out back in the spring, we're recording in December now, but Mm -hmm. and um, kind of pitched this episode about menopause. And I was just so delighted because Mm -hmm. it's a topic that I've wanted to explore for quite some time. And I know that we've had some really, really incredible conversations about it and your work. And I thought we could start because I know one of the foundations of your work is this concept of healthy aging. Mm -hmm. And I think when a lot of people think about menopause, they jump to all of these scary symptoms of, you know, like incontrollable hot flashes and insomnia and ch- like mood swings. And I know that it doesn't have to be that way. Can you start us off just by sharing a little bit about your perspective on menopause? What is healthy aging and why are you so passionate about it?
1: To me, healthy aging is being able to go through those years and decades after menopause, without the aches, without the pains, without the degeneration and diseases that we often think of as, oh, that's just a part of aging, mm. right? A lot of that is actually avoidable. Mm-hmm. And knowing how to achieve that, it's like having a healthy aging superpower. It's it's like, you mean I can choose to go through those years and decades without all that? <laughs> and that is so powerful and so hopeful and changes your energy and your feelings about what's coming so much that I love yeah. to share it and to talk about it.
0: I get this sense, like even just hearing you talk, um and I can imagine having not been through that transition yet myself, but just Mm -hmm. how empowering it can feel to be in relationship with your body rather than almost feeling like, I know sometimes people have the sensation of feeling like you're like almost like at war with your body. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I hear you describe is one where you can really feel your own power and feel the places where you can exert a little bit of control.
1: Mm Hmm. Yes. Or a lot of control. And one of the things I hear a lot is it doesn't even feel like me anymore. What happened Mm. to my brain? What happened to my body? Who is this? You know, and so feeling not only your power, but that you're still yourself and that you have actually a lot of control over how you feel.
0: Yes. Because that feeling of not feeling like ourselves anymore, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's one of the worst feelings like that and um, being able to come back and mm-hmm. and reclaim that. I, I can just imagine that, especially the people that work with you, like what a gift that that is for them right. to, to kind of be able to tap back and to really feel like to feel like me again
1: right yeah like people who say you know i thought i was just gonna have to live with it yeah whether it was sagging skin or hot flashes or insomnia or whatever like oh i thought this was it i was just gonna have to live with this from now on
0: let's talk about the stages of menopause because I'll be honest, I like mm-hmm. there was a long time in life where I didn't even know there were multiple stages of menopause. So can you walk us through a little bit of what this period of transition is like? Um, and in addition to some of the things that are, you know, I know that there can be some some common symptoms that come, but I know that in your approach, there's also some gifts that come at each of the stages. Can you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about each stage and what are some of like the surprises, but the good kind?
1: For sure. Absolutely. I, I divide it into three big stages and I think of it like three different restaurants, right? At each Restaurant At each restaurant, you can choose to order a dish for just overall wellness or for insomnia or for focusing on hot flashes or dryness or stress, any hormonal symptom or different symptom. They all have the same dishes, but they're made with different ingredients. So at the first restaurant, which is the one you're going to go to before you really begin menopause, when you're preparing your hormones, right? Your hormones are at their highest level. Mm -hmm. You're at your most fertile. You're like between 16 and 28 years old, right? Everything on the menu at that restaurant is made with ingredients that support your hormones where they're at now. Keeping those hormone levels topped off, right? Nice and high and harmonizing and balancing your cycle, extending fertility. And the gift here is just the beauty, right, of that youth, all this energy, all this beauty just flowing out of you all the time. The high progesterone levels make it so easy to be there for your kids, to have so much patience, right? To put their needs ahead of your own, to kind of be in that stage of giving and parenting young children and um, yeah, and just having seemingly endless energy and being able to function on (laughs) very little sleep when (laughs) when needed,
0: it's a gift. Yeah, that's what as you were talking, I was like, there's like this, it sounds like there's this like energy and vitality. And I almost feel like the energizer bunny. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's, you know, when you're young, and you can go all night and live on soda, and you still feel fine. (laughs) <laughs> like to a certain degree. Um, so there's definitely, a, probably that's the easiest gift to see. <laughs> and then somewhere around between age 28 and 38, you, you're you going to start going to that second restaurant. So this is when your hormones start to change. Now you might not realize it, but your hormones are starting to decline, right? They're not at their highest. Um, and you if you went to the doctor, they'd say, well, it might be a little harder to get pregnant than it was when you were 25, right? So even if you don't realize that your hormones are starting to change and they're going to keep changing and keep changing and keep changing until you reach this point where they stabilize again at their lower levels completely after menopause. And that's going to be like, years after your last period so you're in this middle restaurant for a long time it's the whole time your hormones are changing between being stable at those high levels and being stable at those low levels and everything at the second restaurant is made with the ingredients with the natural remedies that support your hormones while they're changing so keeping your hormones are dropping they're going from higher to lower so everything is geared at making sure those hormones don't drop too low ever don't drop too fast or suddenly and that they don't get out of balance with each other so that like for instance if one drops really low all of a sudden but the other one is still really high that causes a lot of symptoms so keeping them in harmony with each other keep them changing slowly and gradually and in harmony with each other all during that time so if hot flashes crop up you might order the dish for hot flashes if insomnia pops up you might order the dish you know for that but everything is geared at keeping your hormones high enough dropping gradually and staying in harmony with each other. And the gift here is that a couple of things. This is one of the biggest crossroads. It's one of the two biggest crossroads in a woman's health in her whole life, menopause is. And you choose the path that your health is going to be on for all the years to come for the whole aging process. So Mm -hmm. the way that you take care of your hormones now really sets the stage for how you're going to experience aging. And as progesterone, which is often the first hormone to drop, as that starts to drop, It's almost like a fog clears. Progesterone is like this warm, fuzzy coating on our nerve endings. That's great if you've got a lot of demands from young kids and family and this and that. But as it starts to fall away, it's actually easier to see a little bit more clearly who you are, what your needs are, what you have to offer in terms of your creativity, your leadership your work in the world it becomes a little bit easier to say no when that's appropriate so um there is some nice clarity that can come in here during this time and then when you get to the other side of the transition right that third restaurant it's the healthy aging restaurant okay this is when your horm- hormones have stabilized again after menopause and you're going to be going to this restaurant from here on out. And every dish on the menu here is going to help keep your hormones from dropping too low because that place where your hormones are at after menopause, you still have hormones and your body can still make hormones. And the difference between the hormones being at a high postmenopausal normal level and the hormones being at zero, that difference makes all the difference like it's a huge difference in how you feel and the symptoms and diseases of quote-unquote aging that you experience a lot of them are just from aging with your hormone levels too low um and the other things that we when i talked about that healthy aging superpower it's about your hormone levels not being too low that's one of the big things which is why keeping them high at the beginning, right? Before they start to drop, kind of topping them off is important, keeping them from dropping too low while they're changing and then supporting them afterwards. This is all about keeping them from ever dropping too low. That's one of the big things that's really gonna help. But when you get into this third restaurant and a lot of the symptoms are coming down, the other things that I like to focus on for that healthy aging superpower in addition to helping the body keep hormone levels high enough is keeping inflammation levels low enough because aging with high inflammation levels is one of the other big things that causes a lot of those diseases and symptoms. We think, oh, it's just part of aging, but it's not. It's part of aging with high inflammation levels. And then the third one is epigenetic support, and that's about your DNA and your genetics, like if you know every single woman in your family gets osteoporosis, or you have a high risk for a certain type of something, there's a lot you can do to tip the odds in your favor of not getting it. So that's the trifecta, right? Is keeping hormone levels high enough, keeping uh, the inflammation levels low enough, and then giving that DNA support that combination post-menopause is that's your healthy aging superpower. And you can see how preparing ahead of time, right? Not going into it with like high inflammation and low hormones helps so much. And the gift in this post-menopausal years is if you're doing it this way, you still feel amazing. You've got so much energy and you know, you're vibrant, and juicy and sexy and beautiful. And you have a freedom from the ups and downs of the hormonal cycling, right? You have clarity and consistency in your energy, in your product projects, in your wisdom. Uh, And so it's kind of like the fog clears and a lot of things become possible. So it's pretty exciting.
0: (laughs) I so appreciate you sharing. There was so much richness in what you just shared. Um, Yeah and we'll dive into some of the the details because I definitely have questions, but one of the things that just strikes me and I, I'll I'll share a little story. Um, but, uh, Mm um, a few years ago I was doing a yoga training, um, with a practitioner, a -hmm. traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, which I know is your background. And I remember her talking about, viewing menopause as this time of life where mm-hmm. there's just like a return to so much wisdom inside of you and um and there's this like depth of which is is what you were sharing too but i just remember mm-hmm. Growing up my whole life, like when you, whenever I heard about menopause, it was, it was challenging and it was hard and it was disorienting. And it was, like you said, people stop to stop feeling like themselves. There's this like almost sense of loss. But I remember, you know, sitting there and be, and actually this change in perception of like, oh, it could be a time of a lot of gain. And that's what I hear you describing is that there's like that hope and there's a real magic in this time in life if what Mm -hmm. i hear you definitely saying is if we're able to be conscious about supporting ourselves and our bodies yeah
1: yes because you can easily become overwhelmed by the symptoms if those hormones get too low or out of balance yes that can be pretty overwhelming but in chinese medicine like you were saying menopause is called the second spring and it's seen as a time of rejuvenation and a renaissance of creativity and a renaissance of sexuality and freedom and women really coming into their own as leaders and creators it's very much seen that way Mm. it's it's exciting
0: yeah yeah (laughs) and um well, let's let's talk about that since you just mentioned it, and then we'll circle back because I do want to talk about inflammation. But yeah, this relationship between menopause and our creative self. is there more you can tell mm-hmm. us about that?
1: Absolutely. So creativity comes when you're not just busy yes. surviving. Yeah, right? like it's every, waking minute is spent gathering enough food to stay alive. There's not really time for art. Yeah. Let's say, you know, and um it's the same with this. So you're, Energy reserves, right? Your energy savings account, your battery pack, what you've got in reserve. And you can also think of it as your adrenals, right? We talk about adrenal burnout or burnout. It's like the opposite of burnout. If your energy reserves are replenished. And the thing is that in Chinese medicine, the energy reserves those are your hormones. We call them your jing, your yin jing and your yang jing. It's like your deepest level of energy that feeds all the other energies in your body. Mm -hmm. And that yin jing and yang jing is basically another word for like estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. So when those hormone levels are high enough, it's like there's, a full tank of gas, right? There's the battery pack is recharged. Uh, It's like the opposite of burnout. So if your hormones become depleted, if those hormone levels drop too low, you're running on empty, you're surviving on adrenaline you're exhausted. And when you have free time, you want to collapse on the couch and watch TV. (laughs) And when a new problem comes at you during the day, it's like, oh boy, I did not have this scheduled in. It's like, you want to pull the covers over your head and not have to deal with it. Right. Yes, That's burnout. If your hormone levels, which are your energy reserves are high, are really replenished you're overflowing with ideas, right, with creative problem solving. When you have free time, you're like, "Ooh, ooh, I want to, you know, learn that new song or that new chord on the guitar or I want to go to that concert or I want to write that new chapter of my book." And when an unexpected problem comes at you, you're like, "Ooh, I've got three creative ideas how I could solve that." Yes. Right, instead of wanting to pull the covers over your head. So, if the hormone levels are high enough during and after menopause it sets the stage i mean there's a few other things that need to happen for that energy to be available for you in an uninterrupted way but that is absolutely necessary it's the it's like the number one thing that sets the stage for you to have that flowing creativity it's like the opposite of burnout so it's like it is essential for creativity i feel
0: yeah yeah one example i give to to people sometimes um when i'm talking about that power of kind of like rest and replenishment and the relationship mm-hmm. with creativity is like the difference for instance how like you can have a really tough day where you just can't find your way out of a problem and it feels like you're standing in front of a brick wall and then you take mm-hmm. a shower and all of a sudden, like it's like an epiphany. You know exactly what you need to do, and it's because mm-hmm. you've given yourself that space and that time to mm-hmm. relax and to like yep. that spaciousness that allows you to actually process and tap in to that right. inner knowing that you just can't get at when you're running through life. And um, yes, I definitely I heard so many kind of like similarities to that when you were describing, you know, as um, not just in that third stage, but even moving from the first to the Mm -hmm. second, how Mm -hmm. even though in that second stage, there can be a destabilization of the hormones Mm -hmm. kind of going up and down a little bit more. um, There's also this Greater sense of self that can start to mm-hmm. emerge, and that clarity yes. that you spoke of, which is just yes. so powerful. And I love this. Um, I love the metaphor in, in um, TCM of spring as being, mm-hmm. you know, like this, this like time, and, and menopause is the second spring, this time of things blooming and flourishing and new beginnings mm-hmm. in a way. Would mm-hmm. you say it's a time of new beginnings? absolutely
1: it's a new stage of your life and it is a time i mean change can be challenging right yes. change is challenging change is stressful even when it's wonderful and it definitely is menopause is often a time of change in women's lives they're shifting from one stage of their life to another mm-hmm. you know whether it's it could be like sometimes i'll i'll tell a story about this woman who you know she was going through menopause and her youngest kid was around 18 years old. And she had spent a lot of, you know, the past 15 years, 20 years, just really devoted to her family and taking care of them and being there for them, you know, and it was this moment of, well, you know what, you're 18, you can pick up your own socks off the floor because I have something better to do with my time and energy now. Like I'm gonna be over here, you know, outlining the book I wanna write or planning my trip around the world. This, you know, like there are other things other, uh, it's like a whole new phase of life where in Chinese medicine, if you, you have this accumulated wisdom now, what are you going to do with it? Mm. Are you going to become a leader? Are you going to become a mentor? Are you going to write a book? How are you going to share that wisdom with the world? Something that is unique to you. You need time and space to create that. Yeah. Um, and so it's more about you and your work and, uh, you know, that creates, a change with the people that you're in relationship with. Yes. It creates a change in your daily routine. It creates a change in what you say yes to and what you say no to. And so it's it can be difficult Mm -hmm. and it can be difficult to navigate, but it's wonderful as well. So it's definitely a new beginning, but it helps to have that energy and reserve Mm -hmm. so that you can keep being creative and seeing it as a wonderful new opportunity instead of just an ending. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Or the old stuff doesn't feel right. And there's just nothing, nothing else coming in or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to get caught in the negative too.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what I hear you describing in so many ways is an opportunity to either like rekindle or to finally mm-hmm. bring action to these passions that, Mm -hmm, you know, are, are inside. And of course, like any time there's change, like you said, or, um, or we're embarking on new adventures, like growth Mm -hmm. comes with both Mm -hmm. like the amazing feeling and the stickiness, you know? So it's not to say that there isn't some, some growing pains along the way, but there's just this real opportunity. And what I hear you describing Mm -hmm. for, Like a level of depth and clarity and wisdom and creativity Mm -hmm. that just sounds Mm -hmm. so special. Now, I would love to return to, I know you mentioned inflammation. And I know Mm -hmm. that the caveat with all of these stages, right, has been like if you're, No, these are my words, not your words. But if you're taking care Mm -hmm. of yourself in a way to best Mm -hmm. support your body. And inflammation mm-hmm. is this word that is thrown around all the time. Can you just mm-hmm. walk us through for somebody who maybe is familiar with the word or thinks they know what okay. it means like what what are we looking for when we are trying to manage our inflammation?
1: Okay. So and I'm glad we're talking about this cuz I the more people I talk to, just all of a sudden, people have heard this word. It's, people it's are now aware. Now. It's super right? common. Yeah. Yeah. And, but they're like, well, but we're not, we're not knowledgeable enough. We're not paying enough attention. Do I have it? Where do I have it? Where is it in my body? Do I have too much of it? Should I be doing something about it? Yeah. Like we want to know what do, the do I do about it? Those questions. Yeah. Exactly. And what can I do about it? So, Inflammation is actually a normal thing that happens in your body that is part of good health. Mm -hmm. So we never want to get rid of it completely. Uh, Like when you get a cut and it gets a little swollen or you get an injury, right? And it gets a little swollen around there. That's your body sending all kinds of healing energies, white blood cells, cleaning out the area, right? It's a part of the healing process. It's part of the recovery process, even from intensive exercise causes like micro injuries to your tissues and you get a little inflammation afterwards and it leaves you stronger in the end when it heals, right? So inflammation, we're never trying to get rid of all of it, but that being said, what happens with I mean, I don't want to say 99.9%, but what happens most of the time in our society because of the way our diet and everything and everything is laid out is that our levels of inflammation get too high. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about lowering inflammation. And what we really mean is keeping our inflammation levels healthy, which for most of us means keeping them low enough. And the problem that arises here, Chinese medicine has a great way of seeing this. This is tonic herbal medicine, actually, is too much inflammation is an energy leak. Okay, so we are trying to not let our energy get burned out. We're trying to not let our energy drain away. We're trying to keep our hormone levels and energy levels high enough. So you're like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and replenish that. It's like trying to fill up a bucket right? Mm -hmm. With hormones or energy. If there is a big leak, a big giant hole in the bottom of the bucket where all the energy is leaking out and all the hormones are leaking out, it's going to be really difficult to keep that bucket full. Inflammation is a huge energy leak. If you have inflammation happening, that shouldn't be. Inflammation requires a lot of energy on your body's part to create that inflammatory response Mm -hmm. and so it's when your immune system is running up and doing a job when it shouldn't be yeah right it should just be be like oh i'm taking a nap i'm resting i'm replenishing i'm waiting for something when a time when you really need me to save your butt right and instead the immune system is just like leaping forward all the time and trying to save you and i even think of things like you know allergies and chronic low-grade infections and you know these, these aches and pains arthritis is based on inflammation we have so many chronic processes happening in our body of inflammation we get inflammation in our gut in our digestive system right we get inflammation all over the place where we don't need it. And it's just burning up a huge amount of energy all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we want to calm all that extra inflammation down. We want to turn that switch off and save up our energy for when we need it and when we want it instead.
0: And how do we do so, that?
1: Yeah. So that's a big picture. So there's two main ways to look at, uh, controlling inflammation and one is to help the body more quickly reduce existing inflammation Mm -hmm. and this i think is what most people think of when they think about reducing inflammation like i'm going to take turmeric right this anti-inflammatory herb to help get rid of existing inflammation and i want to talk about how to do that but another really important to think about thing to think about is how to cut off the source of inflammation because if we're constantly creating inflammation even if we're helping the body get rid of it even getting rid of it and healing from it <clears throat> requires a lot of energy so the long term solution is to stop all this extra inflammation from happening in the first place so a few ways that i like to share that you can do that and is first to improve digestive health mm-hmm. very often a lot of the inflammation you can have inflammation in your brain you can have inflammation all over your body and it's coming from an unhealthy digestive system so even just increasing probiotics in your diet like starting to add in a probiotic supplement or something like yogurt or kefir or fermented vegetables over time can help heal your digestion and reduce inflammation throughout your entire body another way you can reduce inflammation is to reduce stress levels mm. because when you feel stress all the chemical pathways in your body that support inflammation are turned on and it's only when your body is in a state of you know the rest and digest right relaxation um that those inflammation levels can be healed you can start running on your anti-inflammatory pathways and i find that People just shut me out when I say that. They're like, stress is just part of life, you know? And yes, it is. It's not going to go away. But if you realize that just something as simple as three to five minutes of deep breathing per day mm-hmm. can significantly help to shift this balance, it's like, oh, well, maybe I could do three minutes a day, Absolutely. you know? And one of the easiest ways is to just breathe out for longer than you breathe in. Yeah. Right. So when you're breathing in, if you count like, oh, I just breathe in for two, breathe out for four. If you breathe in and it takes four counts, breathe out for eight, because the longer exhalation signals your nervous system to go into a state of rest and relaxation. So it's, easier than you might think to start to actually shift that stress level and cut off inflammation at the source. And another one that is so powerful is blood sugar, mm-hmm. right? So we think like tum- turmeric and, you know, resveratrol and all these anti-inflammatory supplements, but so much inflammation actually comes from uneven blood sugar. When your blood sugar goes high, then it goes low, then it goes high, then it goes low. That creates a huge, huge amount of inflammation on the cellular level and an easy way to start to balance it out is actually to eat more often
0: okay and
1: so it's good news it's easy it's not hard to do so even if you're still eating everything you were eating before if you have a small meal or a snack like every three hours all day long you know especially if it's something with a little protein in it right This can actually start to almost force your blood sugar under better control. And over time, that can significantly help to reduce inflammation levels through your whole body. So those are some easy ways that you can start to get your foot in the door with inflammation. And I do also have a uh, complete list of 10 ways to reduce inflammation. That includes these ones of cutting it off at the the source, as well as my favorite anti-inflammatory herbs and supplements that I would be happy to give to anyone for free. Yeah, so well, <laughs> well... We'll make that available. We will. Yeah, <laughs> we'll
0: make sure we have a link to that on the podcast. That sounds incredible and like I need it right now because I have been dealing with um, with some inflammation lately and I love mm. the practical tips here that you've given um, and they're easy. They're Well... Are they easy? I don't know if they're easy, but like they're they're simple. You know, like, yeah, it's, um, I know when we talk a lot about the power of rest and stress reduction on the podcast and that it doesn't yeah. take much, but I know that there's right. still all sorts of mindset blocks and hurdles to get there. But at the end of the day, it doesn't take much. It's just a matter of us prioritizing. But what I hear and is so beautiful about this um, like really nourishing message that you have is that in taking those, in doing some of these simple things, Uh we are setting ourselves up for better health for decades to come.
1: Yes. Yes. And I don't know if you have come across this, Megan, in Chinese medicine, it's very common when practitioners are dealing with women, well, with anyone, but especially with women dealing with menopause or with anyone dealing with symptoms of aging, they're like, oh man, I wish I could just take this person, put them in a time machine and start giving them herbs 10 years ago. Mm. Right. Because then it's easier to keep the hormone level at hormone levels high, to keep the energy levels high to maintain them than to replenish them after they've already completely bottomed out. Yeah. So I, you know, I recommend women start preparing for menopause. Uh, around age 28. You know, I have so many women who say, oh, I wish I had been doing something about this during my thirties or during my forties. I didn't realize how much my hormones were already changing. And so,
0: well, I am receiving, I'm turning 33 (laughs) this spring. So I'm definitely receiving this, this message with a whole lot of gratitude and curiosity and hearing you on this, But also, if we have anyone listening who is past their 40s and is like, oh, shoot, (laughs) it's too late for me. What kind of practical advice do you have for them?
1: Yes, it is never too late, never too late. It is amazing how part of it is being... Strategic. I think this is what a lot of women will miss out on. They'll work so hard. Like they'll put so much time and energy and effort into like trying to refill that bucket of hormones, but without realizing that there's a big leak in the bottom of the bucket, Yes, it's so difficult. If you can get that big picture perspective and do something customized for your body, that's the right combination of sealing the leaks mm-hmm. with filling up the levels it is so much easier. Uh, There was a woman who came to see me. I didn't meet her and start working with her until she was five years past menopause. Like she was already well past it and she had a lot of health challenges. Um, And she was having some symptoms of aging, some dry skin, some aches some pains. We talked about that. But one of the things that she asked me for help with was dryness and low libido. And it was one of those things that had been really become a big problem for her. And she hadn't talked to anyone about it yet. you know. And I was so glad that she talked to me about it because we went ahead and we worked on replenishing her hormone levels. That was definitely um, an issue for her. But we also worked on inflammation. She was one of these women who had big challenges in all three areas, Mm. right? So she was having some severe symptoms. We worked on replenishing hormone levels and we just did it naturally, you know, just with natural remedies. We worked on reducing those inflammation levels, which helped with a lot of pain for her. And then we also counteracted some DNA tendencies because she had some very powerful ones. And in just a few months, she was feeling so much better. And, you know, she said to me a number of times, Dana, thank you so much. Like, this is so amazing. But it was the day when her husband, right, went out of his way to contact me independently. (laughs) Right? She And let me know how much, how big of a difference it had made and how important it was to their whole family that she didn't miss her appointments with me and replenish her, you know, supplies of herbs. He noticed such a big difference. Um, One time they had a bunch of kids who were sick. They had employees out. It was a crazy time. You know, she had to drive all this way to see me. And she's like, I'm just going to stay home. And he said, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. He put her in the car. He said, I'll take care of everything. You You go see Dana. And so. Um, sometimes that kind of validation from a family member is really affirming.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I noticed that too in my coaching because sometimes the individual who's experiencing transformation, it's like they experience the shifts gradually. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. you even like forget just how tired you were, let's say, or just how disconnected Mm -hmm. you were. But a friend or a family member who knows you really well, can see the way in which you're showing up differently in situations mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. feedback is so valuable isn't it yeah. it's incredible yep. yeah
1: it's wonderful
0: oh well data yeah. seriously you've given me so much to think about today and i know <laughs> that there is just so much goodness in this episode for all of the the listeners wondering as we start to wrap up our conversation today is there anything else on your heart that you want to share or leave us with today
1: uh let's see i really You know, one of my big passions is letting women know that they have these choices, that there are safe, natural things they can do that are, they're doable, they're not at all impossible, that can give them so much control over how they feel, how they look, how they feel during menopause and after menopause, that so much of this is not, oh, it's just something I have to live with from here on out, Mm -hmm. or even, I have to live with this or I have to take these hormones or drugs, you know, that I don't feel comfortable with, that there are actually other options available uh, that You know, there are a lot of stories floating around. I don't have exact statistics on it, but uh, there was a woman, she runs a Chinese herbal company. So she knows all about Chinese herbs and she has a friend. She had a friend from China, a woman who came to visit when they were in their, I think, late 40s. And while her friend from China was visiting, they had a barbecue party in their backyard. And so all the women got gathered together on one side of the yard and they were talking and they all started talking and complaining, but really going on and on about how severe their menopause symptoms were and how much it was disrupting their lives. And it was like this huge deal. And after the barbecue was over, this Chinese woman said to her friend, her host, you know, how come all the women are having such a hard time with menopause? Because in China, that just wasn't a thing, you know, like they just used the herbs, they went for acupuncture, they knew about these options and yeah, you might have a hot flash now and then, or you might wake up in the middle of the night once in a while, but everything was very mild and you just, you know, something cropped up, you knew what to do about it. Mm. Um, And so it was that kind of feeling of, oh yeah, there's something you can do about that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, as opposed to this is just this problem that there's not really a good solution for. So that's my mission is to try and let women know, here's the option. It's been around for thousands of years. It's been working in all the clinical trials they've actually done on it. The success rate is over 90%. Wow.
0: Um,
1: And that's my experience as well. So it's just amazing. And I want women to know that it's that option is available.
0: Yeah. To rewrite that story. That I think a lot yeah. of us, at least in North America, seem to have mm-hmm. that, you know, we just have to yeah. suck it up and deal with it and that that's, that's just what happens. You know, it's almost like I think, I feel like some yeah. women and anyone who um, has hormones think that it, life is over when when, when once, once menopause hits. Um, but this conversation has absolutely illuminated that there is just so much possibility and mm-hmm. um so many pathways for not yeah. just caring for ourselves but like really becoming a really vibrant and passionate and um living like a very rich chapter of life mm-hmm. after menopause. Yes.
1: Exactly. That that is absolutely an option that we can choose. Takes a little work sometimes. Um, but it's absolutely available and that's, yeah, that's what I want women to know. And I will throw in just because of what you just said too, about like for anyone who has hormones, that this 100% all applies to women who've had a hysterectomy as well, Mm -hmm. right? There's this, this, you're right in there with the rest of us. There are other tissues in the body that can take over making hormones, still going through the same seasons and cycles and changes, and all the same options are still available, um, so don't do not rule yourself out of this if that's the situation. You know, talk to someone, get some help. You might need to customize some things, but yeah,
0: still. Yeah, I'm so glad available. you you mentioned that. <laughs> well, thank you so much to think about here, um, and so grateful for you and the work you're doing in the world. And I can only imagine the ripples that your work has created in helping all sorts of people. Lean into this next phase of life with so much more joy and intention and care. So, thank you. Oh,
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for helping me to uh, find a place to talk about it and spread the word. And of course, I always encourage anyone who has a question to get in touch with me because uh, that's what I'm here for.
0: That is a wrap on today's episode. Just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending this time with me and if you were interested in grabbing Dana's guide on 10 ways to reduce inflammation you can find the link to that in the episode description and the show notes and while you're there you can find my contact information either my website meganjohnston.com or my instagram handle at megan l the letter l johnston Megan L. Johnston. Uh, I would truly love to hear from you. What's one takeaway or aha moment that you had? Maybe one that brought you into your heart or left you curious about the possibilities. Until we meet again, keep living with heart and wonder.